0: I'm Dr. Michael Dottola
1: and I'm Megan Strong.
0: Find out which alien-based CE course you may not want to force your staff to go to today on Chairside Live. (music) Welcome to episode 23 of Chairside Live. Megan, how are you doing today?
1: Happy as a clam. How are you? I'm
0: very good, thank you. We've got an interesting case of the week for you today. I'm gonna show you a couple of doctors who sent in some impressions for some Bruxer crowns, and they kind of vary in the amount of clinical crown that we have. And so we're gonna discuss this and how it plays into how we're gonna cement or bond these restorations into place. But before we show you that, let's go to Megan and the news.
1: An organ dentist is ordered to pay $347,000 to a former employee for pressuring her to attend a Scientology-affiliated training event. The hygienist refused to go because it conflicted with her Christian beliefs, but the dentist threatened to fire her, so she quit and moved to Texas. The labor commissioner said she was hounded out of the job due to religious discrimination. The dentist says it is untrue and there was never any discrimination and that his attorney is appealing the decision. The award covers lost wages and health benefits, expenses for her move to find work, and the distress she suffered on the job, as well as in being separated from her teenage daughter while she looked for work.
0: Wow, that's a a really interesting story. And just for the record, have I ever pressured you into going to a Scientology event?
1: Never once. Buddhism, that's a different story, but Right, up. right. And <laughs> the one
0: Santeria weekend uh, that we went sure. to, the script writing weekend. But I, I do think, you know, it's interesting. Scientology does have a niche in dentistry. You know, there's some hmm. consultants involved with it and some training systems. And I think I know the program that they're uh, referring to. Uh, but I could see where it would be difficult for somebody who had deep, devout kind of Christian beliefs right. to feel like this had religious overtones and, and maybe not want to go to something like that. So it's unfortunate that it turned out that way. But I think as a you have to be sensitive to those issues and maybe try to pick up a more, you know, secular approach to practice management. Anything else? Yes.
1: An unlicensed dentist in New Jersey is accused of practicing under the name and license number of a dentist who died last year. He is charged with practicing dentistry without a license, identity theft, and healthcare claims fraud. He was allegedly practicing at four different dental offices in the state. The accused man is a formerly licensed dentist who had his license temporarily suspended in 1999 for insurance claim fraud and patient record violations. His license was then permanently revoked in 2004 for treating patients and submitting billings to insurance companies under the name of another dentist while his license was suspended. The relationship between the deceased dentist and the accused individual is unknown. Officials say the dentist died of natural causes and no foul play is suspected.
0: Wow, so the one dentist loses his license. Right. And can't practice anymore. Right. And somehow he finds out the identity of this dentist who is dead. Right. And starts using his name and his license number.
1: And interestingly enough, he, the deceased dentist, actually renewed his license the day before he passed away.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. And if that states anything like ours, that's going to be good for two years. Right. So it's probably going to be two years until the fake guy has to renew it again. That's that's crazy, impersonating a dead dentist. Um, that does seem like the act of a really uh, desperate person. I've only been accused of impersonating a dead dentist once and that was on my honeymoon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just wanted to give you something for the bloopers.
1: But my question, seriously though, my question is, okay, if you're using this dentist's name and license number if you've been to this dentist before, how are you not, hmm, this isn't Dr. Jones?
0: Well, that's a good question, and I'll tell you this, when I lost, you weren't here, but when I lost 65 pounds, I went back into the office here, and I would see patients who I'd seen a year or two before, Uh and after I left, they would ask Jennifer, who's the new dentist? Uh, Unbelievably, and all I did was lose uh, a bunch of weight. But I went from being very round to being much thinner, Uh and that threw it off. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he didn't go into the dead, Dentist practiced and actually practice in that practice. Maybe he just took his name uh, so he could bill insurance companies sure. and use the name and then practiced in different areas as well, but that's gotta be bad karma. I mean, right. that just can't be right <laughs> no. uh, to take a dead dentist name and license number and use it again. I wonder if he took his white coats or if he took his hand pieces right. or anything else. So horrible story and glad to hear that he got caught. and It's actually all over. All right, now let's go ahead and take a look at the case of the week. today I wanted to show you two different impressions and models for two Bruxer crowns that were sent out to doctors it just kind of illustrates a difference in the way I look at these crowns when we get to the uh, cementation or the bonding process but let's just start with um, the impression here you see it's a double arch tray doctor used two materials things look pretty good as we go along the buckle I like how that looks as we roll over to the lingual It's just a little iffy here, a little raggedy on the lingual, but uh, we'll see what that looks like when we pour it up in stone. I always worry with these plastic double arch trays that they're going to be too flimsy. But as I squeeze this one, you can see that there's really not a lot of flex here. And this goes back to something that we've always said here at the lab, that if you're going to use a plastic tray, you really should use a stiffer impression material, a very stiff, heavy body impression material, so that we don't get too much flexure when we try to squeeze down on this. Alternatively, you can use a metal double arch tray like the Quad Tray Extreme from Clinician's Choice and uh, use any impression material you want. But with the plastic ones, we wanna use something a little stiffer as this doctor did. So let's go ahead and take a look at the preparation. Again, this is for a Bruxer crown. And as we look down on it and try to close one eye which you can't do with the camera but we'll try to see we'll put the buckle into undercut we can see the lingual and then we'll get rid of the buckle undercut and we can still see some of the lingual and so we definitely have a a nice draw on that crown it's kind of a feather edge margin all the way around so it's very appropriate for a bruxer crown and i told you that i wanted to use this to kind of talk about the way we talk about cementation and or bonding with bruxer or crowns and so typically what I'll do when I'm looking at a crown like this is to measure the crown and anytime I have a wall where I have four millimeters of vertical height I know I'm gonna be okay uh, cementing this crown I, I could bond it if I wanted to that obviously would work just as well but I know I'm gonna be okay cementing this into place if I have that four millimeters of vertical height there even if I have a shorter height over on the lingual and I think when we look on this I look at this we'll see that we've got about 3 millimeters on the lingual, but with that 4 millimeter wall opposing it, uh, I think we're going to be fine. So my regular routine at this point would be uh, to cement this. Uh, So onto the prep, Uh, we're going to put some G5 uh, desensitizer. And because it is a, a Bruxer crown and we tried it in the mouth, there has been some salivary contamination of the zirconia oxide material. So I'm going to use the Ivoclean to remove those phosphate groups that are stuck or bound down to the inside of the Bruxer crown before we cement this. Uh, I'm going to use Ceramer cement from Doxa to put this into place because it also has phosphate groups in it, and so it's a cement that will naturally bond to the Bruxer material itself. If we look at a second impression, another doctor who requested a Bruxer crown, we can see again it's a plastic double arch tray and as I always do when I see these I squeeze these and this is a dentist who hasn't used as stiff a material when I squeeze this together and so you can see we see a little more deformation here and I'm not suggesting that when we get this at the lab we start squeezing it like this or we squeeze it like this when we pour it up it's more a matter of the patient biting incorrectly on it or and then it rebounds when it comes out of the patient's mouth uh, the fact that most of the polyvinyl materials that we have shrink when they cure anyway. Um, I just prefer a stiffer tray but trust me there's been tens of thousands of units made on plastic double arch trays. They still work. Few little bubbles over there on the buckle margin but far enough away. There's a nice spot right there. I can actually see material beyond the margin. I love seeing that impression material beyond the margin there down into the sulcus. That disappears as we work our way back onto the lingual. But as I look at it, I can see through the teeth in front of the prep, so I know the patient was biting all the way together in maximum intercuspation. So that looks pretty nice for that second molar. Let's go ahead and take a look at the model that goes with that impression. And again, we'll rotate this just a little bit. And as I rotate it over towards the buckle, I get rid of that lingual undercut. So it looks like we're going to be okay. Might be a slight one on the mesial buckle we'll have to see there but the the bigger point I want to share with you here is the uh, the vertical height on this preparation compared to that last one on the last one we had four millimeters of vertical height so I told you we would be fine to cement that into place but as we look at this now we're looking at you know two millimeters in most of the spots of vertical height then of course the lingual is almost always shorter than it is on the facial and you can see there, now all of a sudden we're getting just over a millimeter, maybe about a millimeter and a half as we come along that lingual wall. So, this is definitely going to be a Bruxer crown that we want to bond into place. So, I'm going to use that IvoClean material again to clean out the Bruxer crown after it's been tried in. This is a crown where we definitely want the cement to stick to the restoration. And more importantly, we'd like the cement to uh, bond to the tooth itself. So you have your choice of uh, resin cements, a self-etching resin cement that you could use like uh, Panavia 21 or Multilink from Ivoclar Vivident. You really have your choice, but this is going to be one where you don't want to just cement it into place because of that vertical wall height. And you're going to definitely want to use the Ivoclean to make sure that the cement bonds to the crown as well in a situation like this. I've just got to the point where I want all my crowns to stay on and not fall off, so I use the Ivo Clean routinely with all my Bruxer and all my Emax restorations, just so I know I'm getting the highest bond strength possible between the cement and the restoration. That about wraps it up for this edition of Chairside Live. On behalf of myself, Megan, and everybody here at the laboratory, I wanna thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry.
1: We'll see you next time. I'm not reading it again, am no. I? no. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, we're all right. Happy
1: birthday,
0: what? To, you, oh my Happy God. birthday <laughs> to you, Dr. T. Happy
1: birthday to you, Dr. T. Happy birthday to you, gosh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. What, the H? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay.
0: Wow. That is an <laughs> impressive showing. That's up. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
0: wow. Welcome Happy. to the birthday edition of Chairside Live. <laughs>